Well, good afternoon, everybody. I hope everybody had a great week. This is on the newest edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. We are at episode 50. We are almost close to celebrating the one-year anniversary of this podcast, which is it's very hard to believe. So thankful for everyone that takes time to listen um, to this podcast every week. And, and again, tell your friends about it and love to have more listeners. So uh, let's get into it. We've got uh, some tech baseball to talk about. Basketball, we'll talk a little bit of football. We've got listener questions. And then we've got the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. All right, so let's start with baseball. Um, Tech is officially out of the Big 12 tournament. They lost uh, late last night. Actually, it was early this morning to Kansas State. This was after they lost Thursday to Oklahoma um, and so they, they went basically three and done in the um, Big 12 tournament. Um, they now await their fate. They will find out Monday where they are going to be going. They, they are not going to be hosting a regional this year. Most likely they are going to be a number two seed in a regional. And I've seen uh, last week's projection of Maryland is still out there. Um, the latest projection I saw had Tech going to College Station um, and playing in Texas A&M's regional, which I think that would be quite fun. Um, I've also seen a, um, a projection where they go to Baton Rouge to play LSU. You know, it, it's going to be a challenge to win on the road. You know, um, Morris and Birdsell um, have struggled these last two weeks. I wonder if the struggle is because they've been playing Oklahoma. I don't know, but... Um, you know, if they can right the ship, you know, Chase Hampton has looked very strong. Uh, you know, Molina this week against Kansas State, I mean, he was he was throwing a no-hitter through two, in, uh, two innings, through seven innings. Um, you know, if he's coming on strong, I think you've got a really good, good chance, you know, possibly in the regional. I think the big thing is you've got to have more hitting. Um, the hitting uh, continued to struggle in the Big 12 tournament. You, you know, the... Tech's just not hitting where they where they're capable of, of hitting, and and so they've they've got to really hopefully ride that ship. It's just it's this is going to be an interesting team to watch because you know like I like I said last week, I, I, I certainly can see this team be out early in the regional, but I could also see this team go on a run and, and, and get their way to Omaha. I think they 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 have the talent. It's just a matter of execution. At this point, and you know, uh, I think it's also a matter of where you end up playing at. So, be interesting to see. You know, tune in Monday. It's going to be Monday morning. I think it's 11 a.m. Central Time on ESPN. They will have the official bracket reveal. They'll they'll announce the regional sites tomorrow, and then uh, they'll start revealing the bracket on Monday. So, be fun to watch, uh, nonetheless. So, um, big basketball news this week. Two big, well, actually three big pieces of basketball news. Uh, one of them just dropped about twenty minutes ago. Um, so let's let's kind of back up and, and look at the basketball news that's been popping up all week. Uh, it started Sunday with the announcement that Steve Green from South Plains College is going to be a new assistant coach at Texas Tech. This is a very good hire for Mark Adams. Um, Steve Green's a three-time national champion at South Plains College. He is uh, he has had all sorts of 
great talent come through South Plains. And I think he's going to be a really good pipeline, uh, number one for the junior college scene, but I think also for the uh, transfer portal scene as well. So uh, I think pretty good hire by Tech. Um, then earlier this week, uh, Fardal Zamak decided that he is not going to go to the NBA. He is going to come officially to Tech. Um, great news. I'm excited to see him on the floor. Thursday, got some more good news. Elijah Fisher. Uh, who was a five-star. They've reclassified him as a four-star, but uh, was a five-star um, from Canada. He made his commitment to Tech. He is coming this season. Heck of a pickup um, by Tech. And, you know, again, Mark Adams is showing that he can recruit high-level players. So huge news on that front. And then about 20 minutes ago, we had an announcement from hold on i'm sorry probably the scenes of chris carpenter show <laughs> i'm sorry uh, we had an announcement coach Corey williams son Corey williams jr he is committed to tech as well so um this this team is coming together pretty well um i think this is gonna once again going to be a team that's gonna surprise people in the early part of the season I I fully expect they'll probably be picked you know probably fourth or fifth um, probably will not be ranked and that's okay too uh, it worked out well this year but I think you've got some really good pieces of talent on this basketball team and I think we're I think we're in for another special season with this with this Texas Tech basketball team so can't wait for that um, yeah Texas got a five-star um, so they'll be very overhyped, overranked, and that's okay. Give them all the hype. We'll knock them down a few pegs when they come to Lubbock and when we go to Austin. So, anyway, basketball I think is going to have a great year um, this year. So, let's talk a little bit about football. The The big news with football this week was they did release the kickoff times for the first three games, the non-conference slate. Um, you might have seen me. I tweeted out earlier this week. Um, they wanted fans to vote on the kickoff time for the Murray State game. The uh, for, Oh, excuse me. The first game of the season. And they wanted to pick either 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock. And 7 o'clock won, which is good. Um, you know, these early season games at the Jones, the later that you have them, the better. I still remember it was it was Tommy Tuberville's first season. I went to the Tech. They were playing SMU at the Jones. It was like a Sunday afternoon because it was nationally televised, 3 p.m. or I may have been 2 p.m. And it was like 103 degrees. It was awful. They ran out of water. The water was eight bucks anyway. It was just it was a pretty bad situation, and ever since then, I've just my attitude is, especially in September, the later the games are, the better. So I'm glad that the Murray State game is going to be a seven o'clock start. It'll be on ESPN Plus. Um, no surprise there either. By the way, um, they will follow up. They've got a, another home game the next week. Uh, this one is unfortunately a three o'clock start. Um, they will be playing University of Houston at the Jones. Um, hopefully that's the whiteout game. They always do a whiteout, celebrate cotton game. Um, 
hopefully that's when they have have that game that would that would help with the with the weather situation there um but i think uh, um not surprised by the time kickoff time that was going to be a game that was going to go to one of the one of your national affiliates so it'll be 3 p.m fox sports one and then their third game will be another primetime game it'll be Seven o'clock Eastern Time, six o'clock Central Time on ESPN two. Tech is going to go to Raleigh, and they're going to play NC State, which should be an interesting game. You know, this is a very interesting non-conference slate. Um, you know, obviously, I think they'll they'll easily beat Murray State. Um, Houston, the Houston game to me, I give the edge to Tech because it is a home game. But you know that that Houston team last year. They didn't lose very many games. I mean, one of their few losses was to uh, Texas Tech last year. And um, so I, I think that's going to be a very interesting test for Texas Tech early on. And, um, you know, I give Tech the edge because it's at home. I think one of the things that Joey McGuire is going to do that hasn't been done in a while is I think we're going to see a rebuilding of the home field advantage that tech used to enjoy. You know, you, you look at the other two big sports, basketball and baseball, tech basketball undefeated this year at the USA, um, tech baseball. They don't lose very many games at Dan law field. Tech has enjoyed home court, home field advantage in those two sports. And then it's been the opposite end of the spectrum with football, you know, really since, and I'll just say it's this post post leech era where, you know, you haven't, you haven't really enjoyed that home field advantage that you, that, you know, you used to have. And, you know, if, if Joey McGuire can rebuild that and, and really tech, take tech can take care of their business at home, you know, you, you're, you're, you're preparing yourself a pretty solid football season. So that's why I, I, I I'm going to give the edge to tech um, against Houston this year. At this point, again, it's May 28th. I may change my mind when August rolls around. But I think uh, I'm leaning towards Tech beating Houston in that game. The NC State game is going to be a tough game. Um, It's going to be a very interesting game to watch. We're going to really, I think, see um, a real good barometer of how good this Texas Tech team is going to be. And I I still think they're probably, um, probably on the lower end of the Big 12 um, here's the good news for Tech. I think there's, I think the Big 12 is a very top-heavy conference. I think, you know, certainly you've had the o- Oklahoma, um, Oklahoma State the last few years has been very solid. I think they're going to be the two big solid teams this year. And then they obviously Baylor as well. And then I think you do have a lot of teams with a lot of question marks. Iowa State, how are they going to look in the post-Purdy um, era? Texas, they have they have question marks. They'll be declared back because that's what the media does. But I have ginormous question marks. You know, uh, Kansas State. Um, I think that they're going to be a team that Tech could pick off and win. You know, TCU. They're they're going to be in a rebuilding with uh, Coach Sonny Dykes. You know, Kansas. Are they going to be Kansas so old, or are they going to are they going to pop up and do something? I think West Virginia is going to be the big dumpster fire this year. So I think, you know, Tech's going to be kind of in that clump of teams um, that could potentially 
some rise up, some go, you know, have, have disastrous seasons. But, you know, I think NC State's going to be a good measurement of where this program is at. And, and you know, I personally feel like Tech's going to finish 2-1 and one in the non-conference. I think they will lose to NC State. Again, that's not my official prediction. We'll get there in August. But, you know, I, I'm going to feel pretty good if they're 2-1 and one going into Big 12 play because I do think that you can win four games in the Big 12 this year. I think you've got the talent. Um, my expectation at this point, and again, this may change, um, I, I think this team could go 6-6, six and six, potentially, you know, 7-5. and five. I, I think you've st- you have enough of the talent returning from last year and some of the new newcomers that you've been able to bring in that you can you can uh, get yourself back to a bowl game. Um, so, well, we'll see what happens, though. But, you know, kickoff times, I'm good with really all of them. Uh, the 3 o'clock is probably the worst one to me, uh, but I'm probably not going to go to the game anyway. I'll just watch it in the, in the comfort of my air-conditioned house. So, you know, um, but... Interesting in a bit. It, we're we're at ninety eight days till till uh, football starts. So that's hard to believe, but it'll it's going to be here before you know it. And you know, I'm excited for this season. I hope my excitement's not misplaced <laughs> as it has been in the past. So you know, we'll we'll definitely see. So um, that's really the big news this week. Uh, there's not really a whole lot of other uh, sporting related stuff um, going on so we're gonna go ahead and take the break and when we come back we will get to some listener questions and welcome back to this week's edition of the chris carpenter show it's now time for listener questions and there are two ways that you can get a hold of me uh, through the listener questions number one is follow the official twitter of the chris carpenter show which is at the c carp show You can ask questions on there. I usually tweet out a few hours before I record, and you can reply to that tweet. Also, follow the official TikTok of The Chris Carpenter Show, which is simply The Chris Carpenter Show. And uh, I'm going to be putting on videos uh, throughout the week, giving kind of some mini reactions to uh, different things. Um, Perfect way to to, uh, connect to this show. I've... It's been a success thus far. I have over 100 followers on TikTok. Um, And so, you know, follow either either of those platforms and you can ask me listener questions. So we've got quite a few listener questions. We do have one serious one. I'm going to save that one um, to the till the end. So um, we've got first of all, we got Valerie from Welch. Do you have any new restaurant recommendations? Uh, so that's a good question. I, you know, honestly, I really don't eat out a whole lot when I'm, when I'm at home. Um, I usually cook more than anything. Um, but you know, when I come into Lubbock, I, you know, there's a, Lubbock is known for their millions, seems like millions and millions of restaurants. Um, you know, as far as new, new restaurants that have come out, um, I'm trying to think if there's any like brand new ones that I've gone to lately. Um, you know, I'll give you some recommendations of places. These aren't new places, but they're certainly places that um, are really good. Uh, the Shack Barbecue, I think it's the best barbecue in Lubbock. Um, I will give you one uh, recommendation of a place I just discovered uh, probably about two, three months ago. Uh, it's not new, but 
Uh, it's it's it was new to me two three months ago, and it's uh, the Velvet Taco. The Velvet Taco. Uh, it's located near Tech, and they've got all sorts of interesting taco flavors. Um, they they've got all types of flavor uh, meats. You can get shrimp. You can get salmon flavored tacos, pork, beef, chicken, um, and then they also have like weekly you know different types of tacos that you can get and and what's really fun is when you when they have your orders ready they'll go chris it's taco time so i like when restaurants do that (laughs) i mean anybody remember buns over texas you know you went there and they'd go you know chris your buns are up (laughs) i just always thought that was fun so i that would be my one kind of i guess new restaurant recommendation um you know but if i have more Anytime soon, I'll I'll give you some more. But those that would be my recommendations right now. So we've got Ricky from Sudan. What are your favorite desserts? Um, well, I think anything with like peanut butter or chocolate I like. Uh, you know, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Those are always a good standby. Um, Reese's Pieces or Peanut Butter M&Ms, those are good too. So, um, you, know, we, we, you know, always always eat within reason, everyone. So... Um, good questions. Next question. We've got Ursula. I wonder if she's the Ursula from the little mermaid from Vega. Who are your top five favorite athletes from tech sports history? So I'm going to be, I'm going to start with a confession. I did not grow up a tech fan. Um, I, you know, when I came to college in 2001, I still wasn't really a tech fan, but I paid attention to them because I lived in Lubbock. I was I went to LCU, by the way, um, not tech. But um, so my memories of early tech teams is a bit scattered. So I'll probably most of my players are going to be fairly recent players. So I'm going to give you I'm going to give you six, six players. Actually, no, I'll give you five. I thought I was going to give you two for baseball. I'll only give you one, and then I'll give you a Lady Raider, too. So, uh, for football, here are my two favorite football tech players of all time that I've seen. Number one, I mean, it's a no-brainer. It's Patrick Mahomes. I had season tickets when he was um, quarterback, and it was a struggle sometimes because we had no defense. But Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he would always put on a show. My second for football be another quarterback. I'm going to go with B.J. Simmons. I think he is the most underrated of the Leach-era quarterbacks. He only he only was the quarterback for one year, starting quarterback. And he, I mean, he broke all sorts of records. I can only imagine what he would have done if he had had multiple years starting. And he also, he didn't, his non-conference schedule, he wasn't playing scrubs. That, that um, his starting year they played nc state quarterbacked by philip rivers they played old miss quarterbacked by eli manning that was when vince young was at university of texas you had jason white at oklahoma um you know so you know and bj simmons held his own so i he to me he gets lost in the shuffle a little bit because you know you had graham harrell here a long time patrick Mahomes here a long time uh you know obviously cliff but yeah, BJ Simmons, I mean, you look at his numbers and he did a lot of, he did a lot of his scoring on a torn ACL, which we didn't find out till later. And yet he he led this uh Texas Tech 
uh, football team. I think they went eight and four, ended up going to the Houston Bowl and um, beat defeating Navy. Um, so to me, B.J. Simmons, one of my favorite tech athletes of all time. Now we get into Texas Tech basketball. I want to give you two from Texas Tech basketball. And this is this is a difficult one because especially the last, you know, certainly four or five years, we've had some fantastic Texas Tech basketball players come through. Um, my first one, favorite one, probably uh, not probably, is is going to be one from this last, this run of Tech basketball players that's gone through, and it's going to be Keenan Evans. You know, Keenan Evans was Mr. Clutch. Keenan Evans, I mean, he put that Elite Eight team on his back, and he led them to the Elite Eight. And he did it with a foot injury, with a toe injury. Um, just a big, big fan of Keenan Evans. My other Tech basketball player, we're going to go back to the Bob Knight era. And I'm going to say Andre Emmett. Andre Emmett was the one that kick-started the Bob Knight era. That, you know, those teams that were able to get themselves into the um, NCAA tournament and then eventually the Sweet 16. Andre Emmett was the one that really kick-started that. And, you know, still uh, still such a tragedy to think about uh, the way his life ended. And um, just very sad, you know what happened to him but i he's he's probably one of he's he's one of my favorite tech athletes as well so i'm going to name one from baseball and this is this is another one that you've had a lot of fun clutch um tech baseball players through years i'm going to go with cam warren cam warren he was on last on the 2019 texas tech team that went to the college world series Always seemed it seemed like he would get a hit in the clutch. Fun to watch. He's also fun to listen to on the broadcast as well. And then I'm going to give you a Lady Raider, Alicia Robertson, now known as Alicia Robertson Ellis. Um, fantastic athlete, fantastic person. You know, I, I had a chance. She was a coach at, at Wayland Baptist University and came to speak to one of the schools I was teaching at a few years ago, and I just very impressed by her she's at angelo state now and i know she's going to go very far in in the coaching ranks uh just because of the the type of character that she is but you know it's and it's hard to narrow down by the way your top five i I gave you top six because you know tech has been very blessed with a lot of fun athletes high character people to watch um but those would be the when i think of texas tech those are the ones that kind of pop into my mind um, when I think about it. So good question. All right. Our next question, we've got Jules from Cress, home of the kangaroos. And what are the chances Jonathan Garibay is the kicker for the Cowboys this season? I think he has a very strong chance. In fact, I think right at this point right now, he is the only kicker on the Cowboys roster. And, you know, I, I he's going to, he's going to have a successful NFL career. I think, I hope it's with the Cowboys. Um, hopefully the Cowboys are not dumb enough to cut him. But it is Jarrah, so who knows. But I think there's a very strong chance he's going to be on the Cowboys roster this season. So, all right, we got one, la- uh, not one last. We've got two more humorous questions, and we're going to end with a serious question. We've got Carl from Lockney, Flintstones or Jetsons? Ooh, uh, I'm going to lean Flintstones. Malene Flintstones. Although I'm really surprised, you know, they had the Flintstones live action movie. I'm surprised that we never got a Jetsons live action movie. 
and I think they've tried to develop one, and it just has never worked out. But I think it would be, I think it would be quite an entertaining uh, movie. But I'd, I'd lean more towards Flintstones. They're the original. Always go with the original. So, all right, and then we got Matt from Midwest City. Fine, interesting individual that Matt is. Did you feel cheated when a whole season of Dallas was a dream sequence? And in future screenings, do you skip over that season or do you watch that season as part of the storyline? Okay, so let me explain what Matt from Midwest City is talking about there. So there was a show in the 80s called Dallas, if you've never watched it. Um, it's entertaining. Um, it's actually quite fun to, you know, especially when, since you've been to Dallas and you know Texas a little bit. It's kind of fun to see what they got wrong. Like <laughs> there was one episode. Apparently Odessa has saguaro cactuses in the Dallas world, which... <laughs> <laughs> completely not true. But anyway, Dallas, you know, the nighttime soap opera about the Ewings and JR, blah, blah, blah. And so lasted a long time, lasted 13 seasons. Um, season eight of the show, you had, they killed off Patrick Duffy, who played Bobby, the youngest brother. And they, I mean, they, it was very clear he's dead. Um, he flatlined in the hospital. There wasn't any, you know, fun little soap opera trick of, oh, there's a plane crash, there's no body, any of that. He's dead. And so season eight was, had no Bobby. It was a very different tonal season than um, the previous uh, seven seasons. At the end of it, you have Pam, who was Bobby's wife. She wakes up and she opens up the shower and Bobby's in the shower and he's like, good morning. And then there's a cliffhanger. And then when we come back the following season, the big reveal is everything from the previous season was a dream. So a lot of people point to that as when the show jumped the shark. I disagree. I'll, I'll explain where I think it jumped the shark in a minute. Um, but did I feel cheated? Uh, I, don't, I don't feel cheated. That's that eighth season, the Patrick duffy season, it was pretty terrible. Um, they went to like Europe uh, to me, like Dallas. No, you don't go to Europe. There was these wild, there were storylines like where they went to Columbia and it was just not good. And I was perfectly fine with them just completely wiping that season out and starting over again. I think that was a better option than, Oh, there's an evil twin or always oh, in a coma or always oh, been on an Island somewhere. No, wipe the season out and start over. Now, I haven't rewatched Dallas in a long time. Um, in my rewatches, have I watched that season? Yeah, I usually do. Um, there is some interesting elements of it. But like I said, I was fine with that wiping. I was fine with them wiping that season out. Um, so I don't think that's when the show jumped the shark, by the way. I think uh, that the season that followed the quote-unquote dream season actually was a really strong season. What the beginning of the jump the shark for Dallas is how they got rid of Pam. It was stupid and dumb and it was terrible. And I'll, you know, if you want more details, go watch it and we could talk about it another time. But yeah, that's when it jumped the shark. So good questions, good, fun, lighthearted questions. I am going to end with a little bit of a serious question. Um, before I do, just. I'm going to give you some information again. Uh, if you ever want to ask a question of the Chris Carpenter show, all you've got to do is uh, follow the official Twitter of the Chris Carpenter show at 
The C Carp Show. You can also follow the official TikTok of The Chris Carpenter Show, which is The Chris Carpenter Show. And um, you can interact with me that way. So always enjoy hearing listener questions. And our last one, and like I said, this is a serious one, so I wanted to give get the advertising and all that out of the way. And we'll end with this, then I'm going to take a break, and then I'll come back for our tip of the week. And, and basically, uh, this is Orlando from Post. And Orlando from Post asks, as a teacher, how do you feel like we can keep our schools safer? Um, it's unfortunate that we have to talk about this. And um, I haven't brought it up yet on the podcast, but obviously, you know, horrible tragedy in uh, Uvalde on Tuesday. It's, it's unimaginable to think about what happened. And it's unimaginable to even think how those parents and other family members are feeling about what happened. And the unfortunate thing that happens anytime this happens is it seems like we go to the political debates and people get to their specific sides. And I'm, I'm not going to do that with this question. Um, but I'm going to give my opinion on how do you make school safer? Cause I am a teacher and it's unfortunate, but it crosses my mind a lot. You know, what would I do if this were to happen at my school? And I always, number one, I'm always situationally aware um, for uh, not only listening for things that are out of the ordinary, but also watching for things that are out of the ordinary. Um, so I, I think that's the number one thing is, and then that's unfortunate and that's a hard that's a hard truth um, for a lot of people is you just have to be, you have to understand that it could happen at your school, um, which that's, it's, it's terrible to think about, but yeah, I could. And, you know, I think every, every staff member at a school needs to understand that and they need to understand and they need to have a plan in the back of their mind. Here's what I'm going to do if this happens, because, you don't want to get into a situation that if something happens, you have you have never thought about and not thought through a plan, and you're panicking because the fact of the matter is there's a strong chance you're going to be responsible for a classroom full of 15, 20, 30, even 30 students, and they're going to be looking to you not to panic. Um, and so you want to have you want to have a plan in place, number one. Uh now, as far as what can schools do, you know, we found out yesterday that there was a back door propped open. We have to be, be we have to be more vigilant with doors. Um, make sure, you know, if you go, I usually go out the back door to my car at my school, but I always make sure that that door locks behind me. And then when I go back in that, that door is locked again, we got to be more vigilant. Also, um, from now on, my classroom door is going to be locked even when I'm in there with kids. Um, I think that's just an added additional layer of protection. Um, schools have spent a lot of money on security measures, and you, we've got to be vigilant about keeping them in place. Make sure those doors are locked. Make sure if we see someone that we don't know that doesn't have a visitor badge or a school ID badge that we ask, you know, who are you? Why are you here? It sounds rude to do that, but I'd rather be rude than think back after a horrific incident 
could I have done something different? Um, so I think the security side on schools is you just, we just have to be more vigilant and be consistent with our security system. Here's the part that's a little bit tougher to do, and this may make people mad. I think the discipline at schools has to get better. We're never going to know because this, and, and I'm not going to name the individual's name. That's another thing. We need to stop advertising the names of these people that do this. They shouldn't get any glory. They shouldn't get any attention. Move on. Move on to the people that were killed, quite frankly. Um, but I, I am firmly in belief that there were probably warning signs with this individual I would not be surprised if this individual got in trouble at school, maybe was a frequent flyer to the office. We need to do a better job of stepping in and at times being stricter on the discipline scale. Um, That's, again, that's a political issue. But as a teacher... I'm going to express my opinion on that. We got to do a better job on discipline at times and to prevent some of these individuals um, from continuing to be in a school setting where they could endanger people. So that's really all I want to say about the events. I don't want to get into the political issues of it. There's going to be a lot of debate for a long time. And I have my opinions, but again, I don't want to get into that, but I'm just kind of giving you my perspective as a teacher. Um, going to school Wednesday, it was our last day of school, by the way. It was hard. It was hard to think about. And, you, and, I, and I mean, I, I'm not, I don't, I wasn't scared to go to school and I'm never scared to go to school. I, I think you, you just have to be vigilant but i mean you th- you think in the back of your mind if it, this could happen here and am i have am i prepared to do what i have to do to ensure the safety of the students that are entrusted to me um you think through that a lot so we're going to take a break and we'll come back with my tip of the week and welcome back to uh, this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. It is now time for the Chris Carpenter Tip of the Week. And my tip of the week is going to be concerning uh, this weekend. This weekend is Memorial Day weekend. And I want to encourage everybody to remember the reason that you, many of you have a holiday on Monday. Um, it's not about the cookouts. It's not about the fun stuff that you get to do. I mean, tomorrow is going to be really fun sports day. Uh, you got auto racing basically from sunup to sundown. And that's awesome. And we should embrace that, enjoy that, have fun with it. Um, but understand that Memorial Day is a day that we honor those that didn't get to come back. They fought 
for our freedoms and they died for our freedoms. The reason we get to enjoy a full day of auto racing tomorrow is because of the of the thousands of Americans that fought for our freedom and they didn't get to come back. And so remember the reason and it's not you know I I hate when people say happy memorial day. It's not a happy holiday. It's a holiday to remember. It's a holiday to remember the great the greatness of people that chose to fight for our freedom and they they gave the ultimate sacrifice their lives for us to be free. And so spend some time um this weekend reflecting on that. If you know if, if your community has a Memorial Day ceremony, go to that Memorial Day ceremony. Um but remember the reason for this Monday that we get off. So thank you uh, everybody for listening this week. I do want to remind you that Wednesday, it'll probably be Wednesday when it drops, I'm going to be dropping the first edition. We're going to call it Midweek Madness. I'm going to be doing some Midweek Madness episodes um, this summer. And what what I'm going to do on this Midweek Madness this week, I'm going to talk a, a lot about the Star Trek shows that have been on um, over the last pretty much all of 2022. I am also going to give you my review of Top Gun Maverick, which I'm going to go see tonight. So um, tune in for that Midweek Madness. The Midweek Madness uh, shows, like I said, they're going to be some experimental type shows. We'll talk some entertainment. I'm hoping to interview some people, um, probably not celebrities. I'm working on it, though. BJ Novak. Um <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, tune into those midweek madnesses. I'll I'll post uh, I'll post that on the official Twitter site as well and TikTok. But um, look for that this Wednesday. And I hope everybody has a great weekend, great week. And I will see you for our regular episode next Saturday. Um, hopefully, we will be celebrating a Tech Regional win. Knock on wood. Uh, but we'll see. So. Um, I'll see you midweek madness on Wednesday and then the regular edition of the Chris Carpenter show next week. See y'all next week.